Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to this excellent auditory experience we like to call the Association Podcast. My name is Cohen Hughes, and um, I'm joined by Thomas Penland, who will introduce himself in a second. We are the Associates of the Association. This is the Association Podcast, Episode 2. We couldn't get to you last week because it was Thanksgiving and Black Friday, and Thomas and I both work in the customer service industry, so Black Friday is like our hellhole work schedule-wise, so we just couldn't get to it. We figured we would just get a good comprehensive episode this week. Thomas Penland, introduce yourself, please. How's it going today, guys? I'm Thomas Penland. Um, I'm the creator of Hot Takes with TP3 Sports Podcast. Uh, Cohen comes on there quite a good bit, talks some NBA, NFL, college football, whole nine yards, all that, all the good, good old stuff for y'all. Um, today, you know, we're going to be giving y'all once again some more NBA talk, another big week in basketball. I stayed up probably till about one o'clock every single night this week watching basketball and just, it, it's, it's fun. I enjoy, I really love watching the game. I played a lot of basketball too this week. So, I mean, we got a lot of good stuff for y'all. I hope y'all are excited. Yeah. Um, socially and on the entertainment side of things, it was a very entertaining week in sports, especially what happened Saturday night. Um. Oh yeah. I mean, Saturday that night was had crazy. The Dwight Howard situation. God yeah. Almighty. And now he's gonna sit out the rest of the season with a glute injury. So this I man's mean, getting glute the... surgery. Yeah. I mean, the memes probably. Are... I haven't been on Twitter much today, God. but I'm sure Dwight Howard is getting destroyed. I feel bad for you, Dwight. That's not the only place he's getting destroyed. He's getting destroyed in the bedroom too. <laughs> are you serious? No, that was one of the most absurd stories I've ever seen break, but I'll start here. Three storylines. Let me uh, get things kicked off here. I was actually in the house for this one, Hawks Raptors. It was on Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving. Also on my Twitter, at Hot Takes with TP3, I've been tweeting out my NBA picks for every single night. There's some out there right now. If y'all want to go look. Lately, huh? Go ahead and brag on yourself, Finland. I know you oh, want yeah. to. Let's get it. Let's get it. I went uh, 8-0 on Wednesday night. I actually had the Raptors minus 7 is one of my picks that night. I had a little parlay for y'all, a couple max plays. Right now, I'm currently 27-17-1, and 5-2-1 on max plays, so we're doing pretty good. I got a max play in play tonight for all Hornets minus two, but getting back to my original, uh, what I was saying originally, Vince Carter, he got his uh, 25K points. He finally got it. He did it on a, it was kind of sick, actually, so the last, the Hawks were getting killed. We were down probably 15 points or so. And they kept on trying to get the ball to Vince Carter, and he kept barely missing. And finally, somebody misses a shot with, like, two seconds left, and Vince Carter just slams it in. It was sick because, you know, Vince Carter's Vince what's Carter he known fashion. for? Yeah, dunking on people. Like, yeah. Vince Carter's known for jumping over that dude in the Team USA game and slamming it. Can't remember his name right now, but I mean, that was he's one of the craziest that. dunks I've ever seen. Yeah, he was French. I mean, classic USA versus French basketball. But. Yeah. I mean, it was just crazy, man, to see Vince Carter get. I mean, you know how Vince Carter is. He's been in the NBA since we can remember watching the oh, NBA. Almighty. Him and Dirk are the only two left from that, uh, what, 98 draft class? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. They're still hanging on. I, I like Vince Carter's role, though, he plays in the Hawks. I feel like he's kind of like a teacher to the young he's players. Dad. Dad, dad to the players, you know. Like, you can come to him, like, you know, like, hey, like, they're kind of guarding me close whenever I drop my left elbow down. Like, what should I do to create some space? You know, like, he, he'll have the perfect answer for you, you know, like. Yeah, and the thing I love too is he's always clapping, high fiving everybody. You know, he's always got a smile on his face even when the Hawks are losing. He's always talking to Trey Young at timeouts, talking to Torian Prince. Like he's always doing something, which is the thing I love. He's basically like a player coach right now, and I just love how he's helping train this young team. 
Yep, that's awesome. Um, how much are the Hawks paying him? Like three million dollars or vet man? Yeah, uh, I'm not even sure. I can it can't be vet man. Like he, like he, he does more than that, you know. Yeah, he, he definitely more deserves than more than that. I'm sure he also gets bonuses in his contract for reaching certain milestones. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, two point veterans minimum two point four million dollars. That's what he's on, vet man. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a fucking guy. Yeah, that's and what I'm to, saying. And, and, to, and to take that low of a contract to help, you know, to help bring in more guys next year, you know, like not take a hit off the cap. Like, what a vet move. Oh, for sure. I Gotta love it. Gotta love it. What's your uh, storyline? Um, Just get things going. So, I think we know um, the Kings have been way better than expected this year. They they don't have the best record right now. It's taken them a few days, and they've kind of fallen off the whole record train. The Clippers overtook them. So did the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, uh, another one of those teams in the West that shouldn't be there. But um, Vlade Divac to say he he said whenever he traded Demarcus Cousins in February 2017, he he made a bet with the fans. He said, "I believe we are going to be in a better position in two years. If I'm wrong and we're just going nowhere, step I'll I'll quit. I'll resign. I'll step down." Since that time, he's turned Tyreek Evans or he signed Tyreek Evans, Langston Galloway, Buddy Heald, a first round pick at tenth overall. Um, got Harry Justin Jackson and Harry Giles, two picks, and Frank Mason Jr. at 34th overall last year. Do you think that he's made most of the right moves to get the teams back into, I wouldn't say contention this year, but uh, out of the cellar? Uh, yeah, I think he has made the right move here, honestly. I mean, Buddy Heald, I kind of talked about this on my podcast. on It was either Monday or it was last week I talked about the Kings, and the Kings are actually playing extremely good basketball. I mean, getting Buddy Heald was a pretty good move. I mean, what he did with, obviously, I don't think um, Jackson Jr., I mean, uh, Justin Jackson mm-hmm. and Harry Giles have turned into much yet, but they still got some time. I mean, Giles obviously was injured a lot when he was yeah. in college, but I love the young core they have. Buddy Heald, I mean, he's averaging 18 a game. De'Aaron Fox averaging 17 a game and 7.6 assists. the fucking floater, dude. Like mm-hmm. he, he, he's awesome to watch play. What did they score? 120 last night, a loss to the Clippers. They, yeah, that's what I'm that saying. The they they score a lot of points. Yeah, they lost no. to the Warriors by one in Golden State too on yeah, Saturday. No, I mean, they, that was right my track. max play that night. It was them plus six. I mean, yep. they've, they've been killing it. I mean, they blew the jazz out. I think this team's yeah. really, really good. When Marvin Bagley comes around, Fox healed oh, Bagley and Colley Stein. I mean, that's scary for players. Absolutely monster. He is a monster. Mm-hmm. And you throw Bogdanovich in there. Yep. I mean, he's a nice player, too. He played really yeah, like Amon 26 Shumpert last is, night. Amon Shumpert, when he hadn't been hurt and playing rehab games in the D-League, has been very good defensively. And yeah, I'm telling you. Bet, like, he's teaching the guys some griminess, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I like it. I think the Kings, they play hard. They play with good pace. I mean, they're a really fun team to watch. Like, I was telling a lot of people yesterday about the Kings-Clippers game when we were talking about basketball. I was like, yo, Mike, I'm telling you, man. I'm like, once that, is, once that football game's over, stay up for an, for an extra hour and watch the Kings-Clippers. I was like, I promise you, you're going to like what you see. Lots of points last night. I stayed up and watched the whole game last night. Um, the, the thing about the Kings is I always thought De'Aaron Fox would be really, really good. I said that, that draft class that he came out in with Tatum and all them, I said there was probably six or seven all-stars in that draft class. And De'Aaron Fox is a total beast. Like, the, yeah. the West needs to watch out. The Kings are coming. I mean, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs this year, but the Kings next year and the year after that, I mean, they're going to be really, really good, and they're going to have money to bring in another max player. Oh, so, I mean, the God. Kings, Vladi Dinidok, turn it around. Who do you forecast? Max player-wise, I yeah. mean – I don't know what kind of free agent would want to go to Sacramento. That's the only thing. But 
I, geez, that's really putting me on the spot. I got no idea here. Me neither. Me neither. I, I was thinking like someone who like I don't know. Like I, 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 I was even thinking about it, and I, I don't see KD going there. I don't see Clay Thompson, whatever his deal's up, going there. You know, like maybe, maybe they may, maybe they might suffer from the Utah and Dallas narrative to where it's not a big enough media market to land somebody. Yeah, or they might suffer from the fact that it's a bad fan base. Like, I don't know if you remember last year, they played a game where there was, like, the lowest NBA attendance in the NBA game all season long. I don't remember what it was or what the number was, but I remember there was a game where there was, like, nobody there because they were protesting outside the stadium. So, I mean, I just feel like the Kings kind of shoot themselves in the foot here. I feel like there nobody really comes out. I feel like they'll overpay for somebody they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? I could, I could see that. Like, kind of like the Heat did with Tyler Johnson. Yeah, but that was – that's a horrible contract. Yeah. Or like, um, what's this? Or like, uh, Stan Van Gundy did, or I mean, Jeff Van Gundy. No, no, no. Stan's Stan, the Pistons head. Yeah, Stan yeah. did for Reggie Jackson. Yeah, no, not even Reggie Jackson. He played like, um, he paid Jody Meeks a, some absurd contract. God, you know, I don't remember what it was, but it was absurd. Yeah, well, speaking of the Kings, like, like have you have you heard of that Hobo Johnson kid, the kid that like raps poetically on Facebook and like on YouTube and shit? No, like he like he does like the dumbest like spoken word poetry rap shit, and he's a Kings fan. He made a song about being a Kings fan, and the the thing is, it's not that bad. Like it's like a shot at the Kings. No way, that's yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, Jody Meeks, when, when you get off. Yeah, well, Jody Meeks got a uh, set. He got nineteen million, three years, nineteen million, which is way too much for Jody Meeks. Yeah, I, that's I, what I'm... I don't even see the two thousand eight Lakers paying him that much. Hell no. no. Nobody paid Jenny Meeks that much. What, um, let's go one of my storylines here. I think the Suns or the Magic should trade for John Wall. I don't know what's going to happen exactly. There's been lots of news out there as the as the Wizards falling apart and them wanting to trade Wall and Beal, which I think they're probably the two going to be the two best players on the trade market this season. So... If I'm the if I'm the Magic or Suns, I'd go out there and get one of them. I mean, the Magic are really a point guard away. Like if you look at this roster and how they've been playing, the Magic cover the spread a lot. They're really good against the spread, which means they're playing teams close because they play with their big men. They have so many big men. They have Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac, they have Aaron Gordon, they have Nick Vucevic, who's been balling out this season. Um, I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting any others, but they have a lot. They're really lacking. I mean, they've TJ Augustine is their yep. point guard. They could use a huge upgrade there. Show if I them, I'd go out and get him. Exactly. And then the reason why I think the Suns should trade for John Wall is because I think their superstar player, Devin Booker, who they want to keep around for a cup for many, many, many years. Honestly, every year he plays yeah. in the league, they want him. Yeah. Uh, I think the Suns, or I think he's giving the Suns here a hint by saying that he wants a super team in Phoenix. He's saying, go get me John Wall. I've already got DeAndre Ayton. That's two future stars. I mean, TJ Warren, Josh Jackson, I mean, those two will probably have to go. But if you look at that team, that's three all-stars right there. They could still tank it out the rest of this season as they've been doing and get one more superstar, which, by the way, I think the Suns are doing a great job of tanking. I mean, you throw, you throw Zion Williamson or R.J. Barrett in there with with uh, Devin Booker, God. like, good, like, that would God. be that is some That is some heat. Like, I'm talking yeah. jumping out the gym. Damn, Zion Williamson would make a – Excellent number four. If he got beefy, a little bit beefier and a little bit more less injury prone, you know, I made his got his body right. That's that's a number four. Go get a serviceable enough center, you know, kind of like the Clippers have done this year with Marching Gortat. Like, dude, that would be a very good team. 
Oh, it'd be so nasty, I think, especially if they even if they just wait things out and tank it out and don't trade for Wall. Like you plug in one of those three Duke boys into their team, like it's gonna be scary. I and mean, just imagine that along with TJ Warren, Josh Jackson, Devin Booker, uh, DeAndre Ayton. I mean, I think they want Zion here because then they could have two big men that can run the floor and shoot with Devin Booker and, and J- Jackson and Warren. That could be their starting lineup right there, and then they could re-sign Ariza as well. Sadly for us, I think that um, the team that's going to get Zion is after going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers. No, Atlanta. Calm down, calm down, calm down. Ah, Cleveland is bad, dude. I thought the Cavs would be so much better this year. But they've already pretty much shut down Kevin Love for months on end, so. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. We literally tried to hand the – we tried to hand the Heat the game. I mean, Josh Richardson couldn't have had a more wide-open three-pointer. He probably could have – he probably could have taken a sip of water, you know, yeah. swipe this, wipe the dust off the bottom of his shoes and then shot it and still could have had time. But he couldn't hit it. Yeah. What's your next storyline? Um, there's actually a story that 538 did, the, the statistics company that does NBA and MLB and NFL stats. And um, it, it just kind of goes like – I don't know about you. Like, I'm on Reddit almost constantly. Like, and one thing that's popular on Reddit is NBA subreddits. Well, they just did a bunch of graphs and a bunch of charts, and we'll we'll tweet out this link so you guys can go look at it. But um, of course, the um, the Golden State Warriors are the biggest subreddit with with a, a amount of members with one hundred thirteen thousand three hundred thirty one members. But I didn't know that um, the Lakers were second and the Raptors are third. I would think that it would be a team like the Rockets or a team like the Celtics or a team even like the Jazz who have a lot of like nerdy white kids who only go on the computer. You know, like I, I wouldn't think that Lakers and, and Raptors would, would, would be your second and third team in terms of largest subreddit. Apparently that's the case. I'm not but, surprised uh, the Lakers. You got LeBron. Yeah, you got the whole yeah. league. I, the, and this is a this is an article going back seven years. But since since the LA trade or since the LeBron trade, yeah, definitely. So let me give you a few little blurbs about each. There's three teams that I have pulled pulled away. This is what Reddit how how they can describe their fans. The Philadelphia 76ers. No team has had a more linear increase in comment activity over the past seven years than the Philadelphia 76ers. Sixers fans have grown more active on Reddit slash NBA each year, in part because their team has gotten incrementally better. This is, this, this wow. is a joint one about the Cavs and Lakers. When LeBron James returned to Cleveland in summer of 2014, Cavaliers fans instantly became more active on Reddit NBA. With their teammate squabbles, Midseason trades and postseason heroics, the Cavaliers were a constant topic of conversation from 2014 to 2018, and never more so during their championship run in 2016. But when James left to join the Lakers this offseason, he took the conversation on Reddit with him. We charted the common activity for fans of the Lakers and Cavaliers together without indexing the shares so that we can make a cross-team comparison. And it just shows as on the on, on the graph, as soon as LeBron went to LA, he took 70% of the subscribers with him to the Lakers. I'm not surprised at all. And to chalk it up, the most upvoted post on Reddit slash NBA all time is the announcement that LeBron would sign with the Lakers. 
I'm not surprised at all either. I saw that one leak about two hours before it came official or an hour or so. Mm -hmm. So the last uh, blurb I'm going to read is going to be the New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans Pelicans exist in one of the smallest media markets in the NBA. Their team-specific subreddit, r slash Nola Pelicans, has the second fewest subscribers among all 30 teams. The fewest being the Memphis Grizzlies with like 5,000 people. Yet, their fan base is in the middle of one of their most active periods. For every subscriber Nola Pelicans has, they make more than 1.2 comments per person. That's the highest mark in the NBA. That would mean for every subscriber they have, they have a comment or a post. Um, I can see why the Pelicans would have a, like a bandwagon fan base because Anthony Davis is a freaking beast. Yeah, and last year with DeMarcus Cousins too. Yeah, exactly. The Pelicans are really fun to watch too. They play at one of the fastest paces in the NBA. I think they average like their top five in most possessions per game. I mean, they could they pop off for 130, 140 points every other night. I mean, it's not like they're a boring team to watch. You know no, what I mean? So I could – I can understand that one. I personally like watching them, but let's move here to power rankings. All right, so I'll start at 30, and I'll do five each time, and then I'll let you say if you agree or disagree. Like we did last week. Yep, two number th- yeah, two weeks ago. Number 30, I got the Cavs, 29 the Suns, 28 the Hawks, 27 the Nets, and 25 the Heat. Do you agree or disagree? I would put the Nets a little bit higher, but for the most part, <clears> yes, I agree. Um, I agree with you, but at the same time, since Karis LeVert went out, they've lost a lot of games and they haven't been the same team. So I think when they get him back, I definitely could see them move up a lot. Yep. At number 24, I got the Knicks. 23, I got the Wizards. 22, the Spurs. 21, the Mavs. Replace the Wizards and the Nets, like I said last time, and I think think you got a dead winner. I think the Wizards are about bad as hell, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. There, it's it's rough there. They need they need to make some changes. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Fire sales going up. Like like they say, it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets any better. Exactly. I just don't understand though why they gave Otto Porter that contract. They gave him. He's making like twenty six million this I year. Know, Otto I Porter Junior. I, I know. It's retarded. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Excuse my PC uh, language. Yeah, dude, we got to be PC. Come on, yeah, man. I know. Check <laughs> my privilege right now, dude. Check it before I lose myself. Yeah, I'm gonna have to come down there. Uh, number 20, I got the Jazz, your boys. Number 19, I got the Pelicans. Number 18, the Kings. Number 17, the Magic. And 16, the Timberwolves. I have, I have no problems with that at all. I like it. Number 15, the Pistons. Number 14, the Hornets. Number 13, the Pacers. Number 12, the Rockets. Number 11, the Celtics. And 10, the Blazers. Um, I would say that the Hornets may be a little bit high. Maybe take either the Timberwolves or the Jazz and throw them in the in that spot that the Hornets occupy. But other than that, sounds good. Number all right, so here's the top ten. As I said a second ago, number ten was the Blazers. Okay. Number nine's the number nine's the Lakers. Eight the Seventy Sixers. Number seven the Grizzlies and number six the Thunder. Um, what is most impressive about what the Thunder are doing is that they're doing it with Dennis Schroeder starting. Mm-hmm. Is um. Westbrook just got back like two two games ago, right? No, he's been back for probably four or so. Four, four or five. So he's been back for about a week probably. Um, what they did for most of the season, they even had like a long unbeaten streak. I think to start the season, I think they went like eight and zero. Westbrook did play in some of those games. He came back at the beginning of the season, and then he they went back out. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What they've yeah. done this year has been without Russell Westbrook. I think that maybe Billy Donovan, his 
uh, his strategy has has hit finally. Because last year we looked at what they were doing, and it's like, damn, like it looks like they had no rhyme or reason. Now they look like a team determined to play a certain pace and a certain style. Um, mm-hmm. The Thunder have been a pleasant enough surprise this year. I I definitely do agree with having them at what you said six. Uh yes. Let's do it. I like that. Um, I actually predicted them to come in second in the Western Conference before the season started, so I feel pretty good about that pick. Yep. Still, the Western Conference still a dumpster fire. I mean, we know the Clippers aren't still going to sit on top, but at that, number that, five, at number five, I have the Nuggets. Number four, I have the Clippers. Number three, I have the Bucks. Number two, I have the Raptors, and number one, I have the Warriors. I still like the Warriors being at number one simply because we know what they can do whenever they get Cousins and and whenever when they get Curry back later this week and Draymond. And Draymond, like... Yeah, and on top of all of that, they only lost by three on the road in Toronto last night. They went to overtime. KD probably had a chance to win it. I mean, Kevin Durant played out of his mind all week. What, he had a 51-piece last night? Yeah, and he had 47 and 48 the other two. This... For Kevin Durant, who's seen as sort of a soft guy, a very egotistical guy, you can really get in his head by poking, poking at him, you know, like guys perceived as mentally and physically weak sometimes and not able to carry a whole team. This is a very good sign for him. I really do like seeing this because he is probably whenever he's on the best scorer in the NBA, even outside of Steph Curry or even with Steph Curry being in that conversation, uh, Kevin Durant could score the basketball in so many different ways. In the last two, three years, he's really worked on his defense and his blocking. Um, I do like this for KD. I'm not one of those guys who likes to shit on KD for no reason. He's not my favorite guy in the world, but I think all the hate for the burner account and all the move to Golden State, yeah, that was that was pretty cheap. But whenever he goes and takes over a team of his own, I think we're going to get a better, refined Kevin Durant, and I think he might be able to lead him to a championship conversation. I agree. I agree completely with having him up there. So it'll be fun to see what happens, but let's keep things moving here. Now we're at game of the week. So – my game of the week, I hope y'all watched it. It was on NBA TV during Monday Night Football. I know a lot of people didn't. This game was the Rockets at the Wizards. This game went to overtime. Um, that's not even the craziest thing that happened in it. The final score was 135 to 131, I believe. Um, but the, the craziest thing about this game is you saw you saw the Rockets without Chris Paul absolutely go off and that's because as I call him splash Gordon him and him and James Harden they went in in this game this is the game where James Harden broke out the headband headband beard was out there and he was a bad bad man he had 54 points 13 assists eight rebounds then Eric Gordon had 36 points but on the other side and they lost this game by the way guys they lost this game which is absurd they put up 42 in the first quarter god but on the other side of things, Wall and Beal, 36 for Wall, 32 for Wheel. Wall has 11 assists in this game, too, which is crazy. Also, even crazier stat in this game is every single one of, except for Otto Porter Jr., of the Wizards starters had a negative plus minus. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, that was – it was wild. All right, let me find the exact date of um... – the one I can't I can't remember which um which date it was. Fuck. I lost it as soon as I as soon as I um did. Oh shit. Oh dude, look at this. Uh so you remember how Ingalls got his shit rocked the other day and he had to um, get his head taped up and still 
went in the game and scored like 25 points. It was like, it, it went like a headband, mm -hmm. it was like a tape headband. I ordered one of these headbands. Yeah. Headband Joe. It finally came That's out absurd. Yeah, that was just crazy. Um, I love it. Damn it, what was that game I was thinking of? Um, fuck, dude. I always do this. I have a game sitting on my head and then... Well, even while I think of this game, um, last night's King, Kings versus Clippers was really good. Um, last night's Toronto versus Golden State was really good. Um, yeah, it was a good it was a good card of NBA games. The, last the, night. The, the Kings game in Golden State was really good. I remember watching that one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's Jazz, a lot. Jazz of... versus Nets last week was really good. Damn, I was I had like a really good game on my mind too. I I literally wrote everything down except for that. We'll we'll revisit it whenever I look it up. But yeah, that's straight. We'll revisit it later. Um, what are some games you watched that... this weekend? What what game am I looking for this weekend? Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to tonight actually the Nuggets and the Blazers. Yep, I I wrote that down as well. Um, I think that's going to be a very 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 good game. Yeah, two of the top dogs in the West going at it. Um, I think Saturday night the Warriors at Pistons. I mean Steph Curry's back. That's huge. So I think that game will be good. And plus the Pistons are on a three game win streak right now, so they're kind of hot. So tonight, um, I also wrote down Denver at Portland. Monday night, again, I got Denver at Toronto. That's going to be a good interconference matchup, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, and then next Thursday, our two teams are going to square off. I don't consider you a Hawks fan in my head, even though I know you are. You live here. You're vested. But I consider you a Rockets fan just because of how you like to talk about them. So... Utah is at Houston next Thursday night, and I'm pretty sure it's on TNT, which is my favorite TV broadcast to watch NBA on. Yeah, TNT is by far the best one. Um, it's, it's definitely going to be a fun game. I'm excited. The Rockets have been struggling as of late. I think they'll get everything back on track now that CP3 is back. I mean, the stat differentials when they have Harden as did not CP3, it's kind of absurd. So, you know, I feel like when they get him back, they'll be good to go. Um Let's do our last game to watch for just during this week. I'm going to go Wednesday night Clippers at Grizzlies. Those are the two Western Conference teams that aren't supposed to be there sitting at the top. So yep. I think it'll be a fun matchup, matchup to watch. Grizzlies are pretty good at home. The grindhouse, as they call it, in Memphis. And, and, so. and, they, and it's, it's funny because whenever I go on my book and try to bet, um, I never, ever, ever see a game where the Grizzlies are playing in. The over-under is never, ever above 208.5. Yeah, and the like, spread for almost every Grizzlies game is like low single digits. I know. It's crazy. It is fucking insane. Yeah, I know. It really is pretty crazy. They're a good team to bet on, though. I will say that. But oh, yeah. we'll move here. Player of the week. Who's your player of the week this week for the Western Conference? Um, so my player of the week this week is Tobias Harris from the Clippers. Last four games, he's averaged 23 points on 36 minutes a game. About 52% from the field. That's just uh, rough calculations off the top of my head. About seven boards a game. And um, he's pretty much led him and Montrezl Harrell and Avery Bradley pretty much led the Clips to first place in the West. Yeah, no, I mean, Mont the fact they have Montrezl Harrell and Lou Williams off the bench, they pretty much get a new team when they go to the bench. I mean, that's like the best sixth, seventh man combo I think I've ever seen in basketball. It's it's that good, guys. That it good. Is. Um. 
for my player of the week, since I'm doing Eastern Conference, I had to go with Nick Vucevic. I mean, he's been going off this season. I mean, Vucevic is he's a beast, man. I mean, a lot of people slept on him, especially the fact they got Mo Bamba in there. They thought the fact that they had Mo Bamba on the team now that it would take away his touches, it would take away from his shots. You know, they thought they were trying to trying to replace him, but in his last 10 games, he's averaging 24.3 points per game, and he's averaging 11.7 rebounds. They have been out on the West Coast, and in those three games, he went up against um, – or in the, his last three games that he played this week you know, on the West Coast, he went up against the Blazers, the Golden State, and the Lakers. It was a back-to-back for uh, Lakers and Warriors, and in that back-to-back, he had 30 points and 31 points and 12 and 15 rebounds and 6 and 7 assists. And then against the Blazers the next night or on Wednesday night, he has eight rebounds, two assists, and 20 points. So, I mean, Vucevic is getting buckets right now. The Magic are playing pretty well. I mean, this guy's balling out right now. So, I mean, I got to reward him here. Yep. Um, I really do like the direction. Isn't my man Dave Yeager? Is he the coach in Mm -hmm. Orlando? I really do like him. Um, I really wish Memphis would have retained him. And I think they also made a mistake by letting um, Fisdale walk. The, uh, Dave Yeager, Dave Yeager's the head coach of um of the Kings. The Magic's head head coach is Steve Clifford. Steve Clifford. Um, fuck. Where was he at before this? Um, Clifford is from. I'm not sure where he's from. I don't. Me neither. Me neither. I I I know where it is. Let me look it up. I'm I'm on. Damn. I think he's from the Spurs. Really? Damn, I don't. I don't know why I thought Dave Yeager was in. Um, was in Orlando. I mean, he's doing a great job in in Sacramento. Like we've already blindly given him credit for, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was. Been... Oh, he was the old head coach of the Charlotte Hornets. I knew that because. God. Yeah. No. Yeah, that is right. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I was, I was. I, whenever that happened, I thought they were. Um, I thought, I thought the Hornets were dumb for letting him go. Like he, he, he was the. Even though he's not the greatest head coach, he's still a beacon of consistency and fundamental basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's they're they're kind of up and down this year in terms of results of games, and that's a byproduct of having a lesser head coach. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Um, let's move to. College basketball player of the week. Who do you have for this? Um, this is kind of a weird one. I I kind of dug through the dug through the online craze for the for, for this guy. His name is Chris Clemens. Okay, he, what team Campbell. does he play for? Campbell, out of the Big South. <laughs> you went with a player from Campbell. The Campbell Fighting Camels. He's actually Jeez. the NCAA's leading scorer as of this point at thirty three point eight points a game. 49 from the field last week. He's attempting 10 or 10 three pointers a game and uh, five boards and three assists to go around with it. They actually held in a very, very, very good game that I was actually catching a little bit of. I was catching the ending of it against Georgetown in their tournament at the Verizon center. And um, it was an 85, 93 loss, a shootout like hell. And first game of the year, he actually won against uh, North Carolina, North Carolina, Wilmington. He's a pretty damn good team and a 97, 93 overtime finish. So Chris Clemens, shout out to you. This is not the NFL Seahawks safety. This is Chris Clemens from Campbell, Campbell university. 
Damn, you must have put out a lot of digging for that one. I, dug, I like I it, dug though. deep for that one, my boy. I take this shit seriously. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm, I have a special shout-out, but I'm going to go with my player first. I went with Bull Bull. Uh, he dropped his I career like high for college, like 32 points the other four night, threes. even though it wasn't a loss. Four yeah, four threes. threes. He did whatever he wanted to. I'd oh, love yeah. to see the Hawks get Bull Bull and R.J. Barrett or Bull Bull and Cam Reddish or Bull Bull and Zion. I mean – That'd be he's unreal. Like he's seven two and he's just out there shooting threes. He's got guard skills. I mean, he's ten times the player his dad was, but his dad probably didn't start playing basketball till way, way, way later in his life. So um, I was actually just graduated high school at that Lake Point place in uh, Emerson, where all the basketball tournaments are held. I actually ran the yeah. scoreboard for uh, a tournament or a few tournaments, and he played, and he was just a marvel to behold when he was a in AAU whenever he was probably my age i guess i mean whenever he had whenever he's probably a junior senior in high school i probably just graduated and he was he he was playing i think 16 and under aau and dang i can only imagine what he was doing to these kids oh oh, oh, he was a monster like like to these kids he was dunking flat-footed almost jeez the other player I want to shout out is Terrence Mann here for Florida State. Florida State fan. I mean, her basketball team, huge win against Purdue right now. I believe we're number 15 in the nation. Um, Terrence Mann had, is averaging 12.3 points per game, 7.1 rebounds. He's shooting 55.6% from three-point range. But the biggest thing is he's come up huge for us in these last couple of games, especially against LSU. He had 12 rebounds and some key offensive rebounds. I mean, him on the glass is Gives Florida State a little edge there, so I just want to give him a little shout-out. But let's go to Player of the Month. Since since you got the Western Conference, or since uh, – I'll let you do the Eastern Conference for this one, and I'll do West. Since yeah, we yeah, I, I did East. Um, my Player of the Month is Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is averaging um, – let's see. So this past month, he is averaging 28.3 points a game what is even more shocking about this is that he's averaging this on about 14 percent from the three-point line so he's probably made he's he literally makes 0.53 of three a game he is doing all this in the paint and he is having his way with the opposition he is dunking on people he's averaging 10 defensive boards a game averaging two steals a game this month six assists 12 total rebounds in terms of offensive and defensive, the, the guy's just been going off last month. And some of these poster dunks are becoming incredibly satisfying to watch. Yeah, Giannis is definitely a marvel to watch, but I'm going to disagree with you here on this one. I would say it should be Joel Embiid. He's averaging 28.5 points per game, 14.1 rebounds, 3.5 assists. I mean, he's stuffing the stat sheet the way you want to. Philly's been on a little bit of a roll here. They've been playing well. They acquired Jimmy Butler. I feel like he's done a good job helping them mold. They're 15 and 8 now after a kind of sketchy start. Mm-hmm. They're on a two game win streak. I mean, I personally love the way Philly's been playing lately. That's why I got to give a little edge here to Embiid. I feel like he's just having one of those seasons, you know? Like he's putting he's Embiid's high up there in the in the MVP talk. Like really high up there. Um if Ben Simmons can only pick up his game Ben Simmons has he just needs his jump it. shot yep he'll get a jump shot whenever he gets a jump shot the league better be aware but until he has a jump shot Ben Simmons isn't that much of a worry also Embiid scored over 30 points on almost in uh the majority of the games that he's played in this month and he has 240 pieces as well, well uh, do, you, do you happen to know the Sixers record this month over this um no I don't what's the Bucks this month eight and six so far, I think they're playing two more games this month, or one more game this month. 
They're eleven six. and four. Eleven and four. Yeah. Well, the NBA website just. Oh, oh, you talking about the uh, 76ers? Yeah, this month. Yeah. Nah, they're tearing it up. This see, you might have the edge on that one. Their record yeah. is way better than the Bucks is with the Greek Freak. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, gotta give Embiid some love. He's he's the he's you know I mean like you expect this out of Embiid, so it doesn't yep. really pop off as much as it does. But I want to give him the love here. Everyone would rather nah, we'll talk about love. LeBron. Toward- we'll give him some love. That's well earned. Yeah, my Western Conference Player of the Month here is. I'm going to go with Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris has been scoring. He leads the Clippers, a team who kind of took over first place in the West this month. They've been been on fire. Yeah, they've won nine out of their last 10. So, I mean, he's averaging 22.7 in his last 10 games, and he's averaging 21.7 points per game on the season, 8.7 rebounds. He's playing really efficiently. So, I personally think Tobias Harris, I mean, got to get, I, I want to give him a little shout out here. He's playing like a beast. This Clippers team, I mean, they don't get the media they deserve. It's, they're a nice little squad. Nope, they're nice. Having to share a media market with uh, mediocre performing so far Lakers and to be first place in the West must be hard. Hey, the Lakers have been hot, man. I will say this. They've been hot. They they will improve gradually as this season goes on because the chemistry with LeBron and everybody else. But shout out the Clippers while while we still have them up there at first. Um, great undercover team. They have a really talented lineup. <clears throat> like if you don't know some of these players like Montrez Harrell, you better study up because he is going to be one of the league's premier big men in a few years. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean Montrez Harrell, the energy he brings, he's kind of like Kenneth Fareed used to be for the Nuggets. He's that kind of player. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's let's move here to team of the week. Um, since I'm Eastern Conference here, I'm going to put the Raptors. They're on a seven game win streak. They've been beating up on teams. They had a good win last night against the not against the not as handed Warriors. I mean, obviously they were a little depleted last night, but no still got to give it whenever, to them. Whatever, whatever, whatever you're a dynasty like that, like you have you have talent waiting in the ranks. I don't know. I don't think so. The Warriors give up so much to have those five players. They don't really have anything else around them. I mean, any of those guys, of course they look. I mean, Iguodala is good too, so they really have six good players, but he's old. But, I mean, you put you put me out there on the floor with them. I could play decent. Like, all you have to do, you think about it, you're playing four – you're on the floor with four other players who all require much more defensive attention than you do. You're the last thing they're worried about. You got oh, the yeah. worst defender Heck, on the yeah. floor. You got the best matchup on the floor. If you're anything decent at offense, you will take advantage of that matchup every single time course yeah that's what i'm saying so i mean i gotta give the raptors a little shout out here what do you what do you say i mean i would be dumb if i didn't say the clippers they like you said you fucking did my segment for me they've won nine out of the last 10 they came to atlanta last monday night um the same night that the chiefs and the rams game was on handed the hawks a fat old l scored i think 128 on them um, yeah, I wish we had gone to that game, but I mean, there's no way I wasn't not uh, watching that Chiefs yeah, Rams nah, game. Nah, that, that was that was the most historic NFL game this this year, probably with the amount of points that were scored. Um, the Clippers, man, like I, I, I've been trying to tell all my friends, like Maddie. Maddie always says, "Oh, Doc Rivers is a shitty head coach." I'm like, dude, you must not watch. He's the a games. bad GM. He's a good head coach. He is a, he he always seems to find a way to at least get by with the personalities that he's given and managing that old Clippers team with Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, Matt Barnes, DeAndre Jordan, fucking Jamal Crawford, that practice every day must've been hard having to hear chirping from those guys. I'm glad doc probably has a good group of young guys that he can finally try to develop now. And the expectations aren't so lofty for him, which is I think a good thing for him. This Clippers team is definitely my team of the week. There's 
to me, there's no other answer. I mean, had I known we would talk about the Clippers so much this podcast, I would have tried to come up with one. You just can't. Yeah, I mean, I want to show the Clippers love. I mean, they're playing really, really well. I watched, I've watched, i watched them twice this week against the Suns, and last night I watched them on that back-to-back. Really fun team to watch with the pace they play at. Stuff. Lou Williams, I mean, I think he's probably the second-best six-man all-time. He'll definitely surpass Jamal Crawford as the best. Yep. The best part about watching it, though, is I was listening to the broadcasters. They were talking about, because I love Lou Williams. I mean, he's an Atlanta guy. You know, he's from, yep. from here. I love and him. And he's got so. two girlfriends. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Drake made a song about him. I mean, Drake made a song about him. Like, come on now. He's Lou Will. So they were talking about Lou Will, and they're like, yeah, man, when he was in the G League, like, he was – like, we were like, why is he here? They said he would have quarters where he would go for 30 or 44 – or 40 points. He's putting up Russ Smith China numbers. Yeah, I mean, he's he's something else. So, I mean, you got to give Lou Will the shout-out, but – I mean, the Clippers are good, man. Like, I think they're definitely a playoff team, no doubt about it. Yeah. Oh, six seed. Give them that. Yeah, they're they're definitely, because they'll definitely start dropping groups of games here soon. But they they have enough talent to where they'll they'll float at least to that seven eight seed. I don't know if they'll start dropping a lot of games right now, unless somebody major gets injured. I think that I mean I think they'll drop back to like yeah probably like five five or six. But I don't just feel like, feel like they'll just because these other teams get hot. You know what I mean? These other teams yeah, get yeah, hot. Definitely, definitely. Like Houston, Houston's still in the cellar. Utah's still in the cellar. Houston just needs to get health. I think Houston needs one roster change, and they need to get healthy. Speaking of roster changes in the West, how do you feel about Utah and Kyle Korver? They traded um, two second-round picks, one next year, one the year after, and um, Alec Burks for the use of Kyle Korver for two years. Um, ooh, I I like the trade honestly. I mean, if you're Utah. Giving up those two first-round picks and Alex Burks is definitely worth it to make your team better this year because, I mean, they have a team that the sky's the with them. They have a, definitely a win-now team. Kyle Korver fits well on any playoff team because mm-hmm. the way he can shoot threes. I mean, you Korver shoots 10 threes for you over two games. He's hitting at least six of those, five of those, you know? Um, he's hitting at a career clip that is higher than years past in terms of accuracy in a three-pointer. And he's also, interesting stat to me, he's hitting the most corner threes this year out of any year since I think like 2010 um, he's hitting more corner threes th- than anything else. So Utah is ranked 29th in the NBA in three points or point score from three pointers. Um, we have one shooter on our team, really Joe Ingles. I think this was a great trade for us in terms of situation. I think we could have gotten him without Alec Burks leaving, which is a little bit, hard to do um i'll say the trade was great in this capacity we definitely could have given up less for kyle corver but both teams got what they want alec burks was in a log jam with with minutes played he was not getting a lot of minutes um so i'm glad for his situation he can go to a cavaliers team that's tanking so he can get a lot of minutes and a lot of low pressure practice if you know what i'm saying uh yeah you could have gave up less for Kyle Korver though I kind of disagree I think giving up Alec Burks is the right move I mean you kind of had to make a roster spot open I feel like giving up Burks is doing him a service he never really had a chance oh, to develop oh, in yeah. Utah I, I would agree with that yep so I kind of like the move personally mm-hmm. I like it both ways I think it's a good trade both teams me too I think both teams ended up getting a benefit so it's a great trade in that aspect but I feel like or GM Dennis Lindsay could have gotten a little bit more competitive in the package that he sent. 
Yeah, but at the same time, I'm sure there are a lot of other teams calling about mm-hmm. Corver too. So yeah, well, almost score. every playoff team probably. Yeah, I mean, he fits like imagine him on Houston; he'd be perfect. Oh my god, that's, that's not defensively, that's a dream situation but for him. yeah, I mean, I said he should go to the Warriors as a free agent. That'd be cheating. They can't do that. That I, move would get blocked. Like seriously, like I, like I do. Adam Silver would straight block that thing, like like Stern did with Chris Paul to the Lakers. I thought they should have done it. I mean, that'd be crazy if yeah, no, he, if no, they no, had. I'd, I'd be a fucking cheat code, literally. Yeah. Um. Anything else you want to talk about before we end this? No, I think we pretty much covered it all in our forty-seven minutes of chat. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it. I don't think there's anything else left on the table. Nope. So, ladies and gentlemen, my name's Cohen Hughes. Um, I'm a co-host of the Daily Degenerate Podcast which is a podcast about sports betting, comedy, savageness, whatever else you want to call it. Uh, we, we don't do a lot of NBA because I save most of my NBA talk for this podcast and, and Penland's TP3 podcast. We mostly do football and baseball and international sports stories um, on The Daily Degenerate. But this podcast will contain a lot of my NBA thoughts and predictions. Yep. Um, what's, um, appreciate y'all tuning in, guys. Uh, my name is Thomas Penland, if y'all don't remember that from the beginning. Uh, I do the Hot Takes with TP3 podcast. I'm on Twitter, at Hot Takes with TP3, as well as you can find my podcast on Spotify, pretty much any Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, the whole nine yards. I'm pretty much on every single one of them. It's called Hot Takes with TP3 on that. Cohen comes on a lot. We talk a lot of – we usually do – on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, I'll do a solo podcast most of the time where I talk pretty much just storylines from the week. I'll do basketball, football, college football, NFL, pretty much keep it at that. Even a little baseball to give the Braves some love this week. And then I love those. Moves. I do Donaldson. I hate I hate the McCann move, but Donaldson, I love it. Yeah, Donaldson, hell of a move, hell of a move. Can't wait to watch the Braves. Can't wait. But and then. On the weekend or on Thursdays, me and Cohen will do another podcast where we'll just talk about the matchups, best matchups we like this weekend and stuff like that. So, as well as on this one, a lot of NBA talk. I'd talk a lot of NBA on my other one too. So, I mean, y'all just keep tuning in, keep giving us a listen. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number two, a much anticipated episode number two of the Association Podcast. My name's Cohen Hughes. I'm joined with my other associate of the Association, Thomas Penland. We really hope you guys enjoyed. Boom.